Welcome, everyone, to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me is my buddy, Sharif. Don't do me dirty, because all I want is love, Hamilton. Sharif, how you doing, man? Great, and that intro is hilarious every time I hear it. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it. I, of course, had to like think up something creative for each of my my co-hosts, and yours I felt was pretty easy to to throw together because of your because of love. Like that just there's so many things I could go with that, but I I really liked it, and I know you a big softy as uh, you try to put on a front, so I had to had to put it in there. But yeah, man, how's things been? Things have been interesting. Uh... I've been under the weather for a little bit, so oh, no. I had more time to catch up on uh, games and uh, TV shows. So, yeah, I've just been dibbling, dabbling in between those things while recovering um, and drinking lots of ginger and tea. Are you, are you feeling better now? Um, I'm about 80%. All right. Well, at least you're on the upward swing. That's at least good to hear. Um, for myself, we uh we've been we've been playing uh various games and stuff. Of course, uh started the basketball season and things are going well tonight. For instance, and I know we always you know play it off. Of course, that we recorded this on Friday, but we of course record this late on Thursdays, and uh, we won tonight, thirty-seven to eight. Our team. Played very, very well tonight. Got the W, so we're still undefeated on the year 3-0. and And uh, we'll see if we can keep that up going into next week. And, uh, yeah. 37-8? Yeah. It was, it was one of those things where, like, I felt... I felt bad for the other team, and I feel bad for even saying it like that, too. Because it just... It, it was clear at the beginning of the game that my team was the better team. Uh, had the better overall players than the other team. So, like, I, I quickly started switching up my lineup and, and trying to, I guess, even out the playing odds, as I would describe it. And it just felt like no matter what lineup I threw out there, uh, our team just continued to play well and and dominate. And so it was just one of those games where it was like, unfortunately, you know, uh, I'm not going to tell my players to stop playing because uh, that makes it look even worse. So we just had, you know, kept the game going. And it, it, overall, again, our girls played really well. So, you know, kudos to them for for not uh, getting lax in how they play or in uh, becoming more, uh, I guess, um bad habits developing in this kind of a game so i'm i'm overall happy with it but yeah well again we'll see how things go next week next week we have some um tougher games coming up and and of course i want my girls to continue playing well so we'll we'll see how it goes overall but everyone thank you so much for tuning in here to the one more game podcast this is a podcast centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world whether it's nintendo xbox playstation or pc if there's news that you need to know about we'll make sure that you know about it when you're listening to this on your podcast service make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button depending on what your service offers and if your podcast service allows reviews please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the one more game podcast because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every friday i want to just make it clear on apple Podcasts, we still only have one review over there so if you're really listening to this on apple Podcasts, please leave a review because that really helps us on Spotify, uh, we still don't have enough reviews for them to actually show a combined score yet. So if you haven't already and you are listening to this on Spotify, do leave a review over there, even if it's not five stars, because, again, that does help us find out ways to help improve the show. So leave a review for me over there, for us, I should say, over there, if you can. Now, if you'd like to be part of the show by asking a question or su- suggesting a topic for discussion, head on over to pressstartnews.net slash one more game and fill out the submission form and your submission could be used on the next episode if this is your first time to the podcast welcome to the podcast i hope you enjoy it and i hope you enjoy your stay if you are returning you already know what it is we start off every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately so sharif what have you been playing lately far cry um um six i've played uh some street fighter five and I played some Injustice. I regret Ooh. playing Injustice, but yeah, so <laughs> that's what I played. Injustice 1 or 2? 
Injustice 2, to be specific. Oh, okay. See, I never played that one. So for those especially that haven't played it, you said you regret playing that one. Why Why do you regret playing it? Yeah, because um, I wish I could insert this clip. The computer stayed on one side of the screen and just kept shooting projectiles. Oh, it was spamming projectiles at you. <laughs> yes, I'm like, am I online? Then I went online and I literally got a chance to just press the X button to pick my character. And I just seen my character bouncing across the room and didn't even get a chance to even say hello. So, (laughs) yeah, Uh, (laughs) I think um, I need more practice because I haven't played in a while. But, yeah, Uh, also, I was looking to um, start Star Ocean, the first departure. Oh, okay. Because I've been wanting to play that for a while, and I just needed something to, like, grab my attention. Mm -hmm. I could forget about being sick and et cetera, but I don't know if that's a good idea because Pokemon comes out tomorrow. Yeah, it does. Or, of course, today, if you're listening to this on Friday, right? But, yeah, it does. You have been hypnotized. (laughs) Well, no, we've already we've already broke the fourth wall and said that it was Thursday when I talked about the girls' basketball game. So, yeah, you're right. It does it does kick off, and so I'm assuming you have it pre-ordered, ready to go. Oh, and the reason why is because I've been debating about whether to get it digital or physical, mm-hmm. and I need to check because um I think my 400 gig might be full. Oh wow! Yeah. You you are a digital buyer, apparently. I have a 128 gigabyte yeah. card, and like it's not even like a fourth full. <laughs> I bought it, and it's like I bought it for the reason of getting more digital games, and I feel like with my Switch, I continue to still buy physical. <laughs> so I haven't bought. I feel like I am constantly being like, oh, I don't want to switch my game out, but I need to because I want to play X game. Um, so, yeah, Sharif, look at you in, in embracing exactly the digital it. front. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? If it's a limited run game or like a game that has like a cool case, mm-hmm. I'll get it. Like I'm contemplating which system I'm going to uh, pick up the physical for King of Fighters on because oh, I'm going to get yeah. it for both systems. But I like the stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm just kind of debating. But I like digital because moments like that, like let's say you're getting on a plane. I'm scared of heights, y'all. I, I don't want to bring all these cases and possibly lose these cartridges because they're so small. So, like, if I lose my memory card, I still have the stuff attached to my license, so I won't be too upset. But, yeah, just that, just carrying those cases. And a lot of the games now are you're just paying for a case and you get a little digital code to download. Like, when I purchased Overwatch for the uh, Switch, Mm -hmm. it was just a physical case with a code that says punching these numbers. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I... We'll say my my one uh, thing for getting around that is my case does have like uh, carrying slots for the cartridges, so I do get around it with that reason. But I do agree with you because like uh, I mean it's no secret I talk about it all the time. My wife really likes Animal Crossing, and so she's so used to the phys- like the the game being in the case because we bought it uh, physically that if I switch out animal crossing to play something else she will grab the controller and go to play and if it's not there i will i am telling you right now and she's gonna laugh when she hears this part no matter where i am at in the house i have to come to the switch and take whatever game i had out and put animal crossing back in and so sometimes i'm just like i don't want to do that so i'm gonna avoid playing the switch right now (laughs) so i'll just leave animal crossing in there and i'll wait i'll do something different (laughs) yeah you don't want the wrath for winning Mm -mm. no i do not i do not want my wife's wrath um i do want to ask you and we'll kind of start this off as like the first topic because then i'll talk about a little bit too is you played a little bit of the monarch demo which for those that don't know is one of my top 
RPGs of 2022. I think I had it actually at number seven on my top seven list, uh, which you can go check out over on the Press Start YouTube channel or read the written version over at PressStartNews.net. But I did an article and video talking about the top seven RPGs that I'm looking forward to the most in 2022 and Monarch is there and it recently released a demo so let me ask you you played that demo for a little bit i played it quite a bit earlier uh this after this morning what how do you feel about monarch uh the new rpg coming from Landcars and uh for you studios me it feels unique it reminds me a little bit of caliglia effect if i said it correctly yep um, but it's different. Like, I like how they ask you questions and that's how your stats are based upon how you answer. I like the look of, I don't know what you would call it, but like the VCR look when certain things happen on the screen. And I just think the story from what I played is interesting. I can't wait to see what it's like when the full game release and... Yes, definitely something different. It's not your typical game, so... Yeah. But I do have a question to ask you. Yeah, what's up? So in the beginning, when um, you start off and you fight those two, uh, I think, skeletons? Yeah, they're skeletons. Are you supposed to die? I, I will tell you, I think yes. Because, like, uh, I don't know how much you, like, paid attention to that battle so to speak but like when i walked up and i hit the skeleton the first the first skeleton i did six damage and they turn around and hit me for 43 and i was like there's no way i could win this battle (laughs) and uh yeah it was just literally boom you're dead and i was i was like i think that that has to happen because of course the cutscene afterwards uh, and this isn't a spoiler for those that are at home because this is, again, the very beginning of the game. It's also in the trailers. If you guys have checked out the trailers, uh, this cutscene is in the trailers. Um, the cutscene that takes place after it shows the main character on the ground kind of like reaching out, trying to you know grab onto something to help him up as the skeletons circle around him. So that's what me- leads me to believe like that first fight there, it is... It is made so you cannot win. Maybe in a future playthrough, like if they have like a new game plus, which I don't know if they do at the moment. Uh, Obviously, with as you know, it's only a demo at the moment. So who knows? But maybe in a new game plus, you have a chance of winning that battle. But at least for a a clean start, no. You you have to lose that battle. Because, um, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're you're fine. Go ahead. Devil May Cry. It has a fight in the beginning that you're supposed to lose, but you can actually win the fight. Same with Ghost of Tsushima, but with Ghost of Tsushima, what's supposed to happen happens. Mm-hmm. Whenever you play, you'll see what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, Devil May Cry, you can actually win that fight that seems like it's unlikely to win, and the game ends. So I was wondering, was uh-huh. it something like that? So. Yeah, my eyes are open now with any game where it's a scene like that. Like, what, can, am I able to, you know, do this at some point? Or is there somebody that's skilled enough that did it? Because, yeah, it's, you never know what the developer had in mind. So Yeah, yeah you're right. And I will tell you, <laughs> it, it, probably when the game comes out, and at some point, someone will figure out a way to beat that, right? Like, gamers, especially, like, speedrunners and stuff, they they love to find ways to break the game. So, like, there will probably be at some point somebody will beat that. Um, but, you know, kind of going off of what you said, you know, one that I do know that seems impossible but you can win is, like, Demon Souls. Uh, when that first fight, if you, if you kill that fight or that that boss i guess i should say like you can advance forward and like the game will make what is supposed to happen happen but like you can win that fight even though when you first play it like myself i uh got one shot by the thing i tried to block it and it was just like yeah how are you gonna block you know a 25 ton hammer and you know my brain was like yeah i'll totally block this and it killed me but you can win that fight um 
But real quick, my thoughts on Monarch. Again, it was my number seven uh, most anticipated title. I am absolutely loving this demo so far. Now, it is a slow burn, I will say. And there are some questionable, I guess, story layouts that make me kind of scratch my head. But I feel like Landcars did a good job with trying to mask some of those uh, story question marks, I should say. Uh, to to kind of go off of what you're saying, and I do want to, I guess, make it clear. Uh, for you Studios, or I think it's For You Studios, it's... but. Either way, Furyu is the same people who published Caligula Effect and Caligula Effect 2. So that's why when you said kind of reminds you of that, that was why instantly uh, it, it is, is in that regards is because they did publish this uh, Caligula Effect. And of course, uh, the studio that helped develop this is part of Furyu's, uh, I guess, studio base so they probably shared some assets in that way but i do still feel like the art style of monarch is uh while you said it it is similar to caligula effect it is also different and looks a little bit more polished now granted i think the caligula effect 2 looks way more polished than caligula effect 1 but i just think even from caligula effect 2 to uh to monarch there is a little bit more polish in monarch but the the story setting, as you were saying, seems amazing. Uh, it's kind of right up both of you and I's alley of this this high school that kind of falls into like a almost like I would say a demon world uh, where things are going on trying to kill the students and you have to find a way to get out. And I love this like political or not political, but this like I guess uh, hierarchy structure that is showing in the game where there is while yes there are students and yes there are teachers there is this hierarchy of feelings within the the students that you have to manage and as you said too i really love games where like they ask you questions and that helps determine like your character's stats uh, i don't know about for you but for me after i answered all the questions i apparently was told that i uh like i have a trait like gluttony um and just to just to add this i actually screenshotted this and sent this to my wife it said um your desire for gluttony surpasses all others you grow by gorging yourself on as much as possible you're a vicarious consumer always searching for something new but you tend to lose sight of your goals i'd guess that your unfocused methods sometimes lead you to getting burnt out and i was like you know what forget you monarch but you also are kind of correct because that is kind of me i get i'm i get so into new things that sometimes i lose focus on like something from behind so like i did like that it actually seemed based off of those answers that it kind of reflected me as a person in my character and helps attach you to that protagonist a little bit i also really like the combat how it is it's a free a free flowing turn-based combat and when i say free flowing you're not tied to like a certain tiles in a strategy type of RPG or you're not stuck standing in one uh, space. You kind of you do move around uh, into a certain area that your character can move in uh, for those that maybe want to kind of draw it in their head. Uh, the movement is similar to uh, Death and Request for those that have played that or I would give another example similar not exact, but similar to like Valkyria Chronicles, where like you get at your character and then you kind of move into a certain structure on where you want to go, uh, but you can only go a certain distance with your character before you're forced to do some kind of an action uh, to to make the moves. But I really like the combat. I feel like it has a lot of depth and and flows well. And at least I played my uh, the demo on the PS5. I felt there was no stuttering. Uh, no performance issues, which is great to see uh, because I know like for instance, as you've talked about it before, the Caligula Effect Overdose, which is the one that I have for PC and it, and it is great, um, has some performance issues. So I kind of was worried when I saw Furyu making Monarch that, you know, there could be those issues here, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm like two hours in. I haven't beat the demo, but the progress in the demo does carry over. So those that are interested can go check that out. And the demo is currently available for PS4, 
PS5, Switch, and PC. So if you're interested, go check it out. Uh, Sharif, anything you want to say off of that that I was just kind of describing? Yes. Mine says, your desire for lust surpasses all others. You long to both love and be loved. You're, you value relationships with others more than anything else in life. And you're so more influenced by your feelings, motivations, and connections with people. I'll bet your emotions vary depending on who's around. Your desires are quite strong indeed. You have a firm sense of self and stable ego. Something about you seems unbalanced, though. None of your desires should be neglected. You know without desires, your ego can't grow. Without an ego, you're no different from a doll. So be frank with that. What you want as you attend this academy and live how you see fit. Yeah, so I real quick, how did you feel about that after answering those questions? Um, it definitely got the unbalanced part. <laughs> yeah, my relationships mean more to me than anything because, you know, like, I don't want to get too deep because I know this is a gaming podcast, but uh, pretty much your connections are like family, like your extended family. And no Vin Diesel, but yes, I'm a big person when it comes to relationships and stuff like that so yeah it makes sense i just want to see what the um why my lust is so high because <laughs> it makes me feel like a, a perf but well, yeah uh, i mean <laughs> 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 all right well i uh we could definitely talk about this more in the future but let's kind of move things along because obviously this did uh fill up a little bit of the gaming catalog which i kind of intended it to do so but we are going to get to the gaming catalog where we're going to talk about some more star wars games on the horizon blizzard is finally going to make a new ip activision is planning to keep call of duty on playstation at least for the immediate time and a new game may have been announced that's all coming up here on the one more game podcast but we're gonna get started with what is supposed to be our main catalog monarch ended up kind of being our main catalog but let's go to starwars.com and it is electronic arts and lucasfilm games announced new star wars titles in development from respawn entertainment Star Wars gamers get ready for new galaxy and genre-spanning adventures. Electronic Arts and Lucasfilm Games announced today that they will join forces once again for three new Star Wars titles. The next title in the Star Wars Jedi franchise, a strategy game, and a first-person shooter, all currently in development from Respawn Entertainment. Shepherding the next installment in the Star Wars Jedi story is game director Stig Osman of Respawn. Peter Hirschman, game director who has a long and accomplished history with Star Wars, leads the development of Respawn's Star Wars first-person shooter. A new studio helmed by games industry veteran Greg Forch uh, will create the new Star Wars strategy game through a production collaboration between Respawn and Bit Reactor. Respawn will produce the new Star Wars strategy game while Bit Reactor leads development of the title. And this is a quote from Douglas Riley, the VP of Lucasfilm Games, and it says, quote, we are, excited, we are excited to continue working with the superbly talented teams at Respawn. They have demonstrated excellence in telling epic Star Wars stories, along with best-in-class gameplay across different genres. We are looking forward to bringing more amazing experiences to the galaxy far, far away. Uh, just to kind of wrap up the rest of it, there, there's just more quotes kind of talking about the various aspects of this. But no, of course, uh, consoles announced, no titles in regards, just the announcement of these three in the works. So, Sharif, let me ask you first, because I actually am curious. Did you play Star Wars The Jedi Fallen Order? But two, how do you feel about respawn i guess growing from this titanfall company apex legends of course getting the high praise that it did get for star wars uh jedi fallen order but now they're not just working on a star wars possibly jedi fallen order 2 but two other games as well so three games in total let me say this i have a a big, big, big love for Titanfall. And I thought they couldn't do any wrong. Star Wars, uh, The Fallen Order came out. I liked it. I just didn't get a chance to go back to it. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for anything Respawn has coming up because, um, in my opinion, they haven't missed. 
I'm not a big Apex fan because I'm not the Battle Royale guy, but it has all of the things that you love from Titanfall plus more. So I'm looking forward to whatever they got. And yeah, I'm, I'm willing to pre-order. Uh, the thing that kind of scares me a little bit is, will the, um, the, the, the shooter that they're doing, the first person shooter, will it play like Titanfall? Will they try to go the battlefront, uh, route? I'm not sure. I'm a little concerned to see how that goes because I would rather have a Titanfall 3 instead of a Star Wars game that plays like Titanfall, but I don't want to jump the gun, so I'm going to wait on that, but the other two titles, the uh, strategy type and the uh, the Jedi, I'm all for it. They yeah, got my money. I will say, um, and I'm trying to look up the game that I'm um, that I'm thinking of yeah this is the one that i'm thinking of um so before i bring that part up uh i'm gonna go back to kind of what you said I, I agree with you i think respawn uh continues to put out high quality titles which is great i am a huge apex legends fans but i'm also uh, a battle royale fan because i love competitiveness so like battle royale just really kind of hits that competitive nature that um i guess i i i do enjoy um so, like, I love Apex Legends. I'm a big fan of Titanfall as well. I have Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. I have not played it uh, myself. Uh, it just continues to sit over here on my shelf. So, at some point, I will get into it. Probably at some point closer to when this new Jedi uh, Fallen Order 2 possibly comes out. I know they're saying Star Wars Jedi franchise. But, likely, it'll be, like, Jedi Fallen Order 2. Um, anyway, though... I just find this super awesome for Respawn because if you think about it, when they made Titanfall 1, they were, if if I'm remembering correctly, they were a newer studio, maybe even brand new, but I just remember they were at least newer. And so when Titanfall came out, like, yes, it got a lot of praise, but it didn't sell extremely well. Uh, it was kind of a niche uh, title. And of course, you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield releasing around it kind of hurt them then titanfall 2 comes out people love that title especially the campaign um and i really enjoy it uh, myself but it also was again a niche title didn't do sell very well also again hurt by the release of a call of duty and battlefield around it so then with apex legends they kind of blew like blew up and a lot of people were wondering with jedi fallen order at the time what that would turn out for for respawn because you you're used to all these shooters and then it ended up being very good right it ended up being very uh well received so a lot of people myself included thought a jedi fallen order 2 is coming at some point but to be i guess honored with the fact of being able to work on two additional star wars titles shows at least the the stamp of approval from ea and lucas films for respawn studio and talent and that's great to hear i the one thing that i i uh wonder and i could be uh i guess off based with this but i i'm thinking could be the route that they're going with is that they're not going to do a battlefront, right? Battle a uh, battlefront is a is a third person shooter. So them saying first person shooter already tells you it's not Battlefront three. Uh, but Sharif, could you see a Star Wars Republic Commando title, the first person shooter that came out back uh, in two thousand five for Xbox PS uh, Xbox One PS four uh, title? It was kind of almost like it felt like a. a a battlefront almost spin off but it was a first person shooter could you see something like that coming from respawn and does that does something like that entice you as you said not a like titanfall in the star wars universe yeah and i would definitely be up for playing it and spending time with it because i didn't get a chance to spend time with the uh the previous one also uh while you were talking i was thinking when we were uh, reading that they were doing like a Jedi game, I hope, even though it's probably not going to happen, we could get something in the vein of the Force Unleashed. Mm. Because that was one of their 
in my opinion, better games that they released. And I just wish it didn't fall by the wayside when the second one came out. You know, that's actually, uh, that's actually, I don't want to cut you off, but I just wanted to say that's actually a, a good one because I, that's one I have never played. So I, 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 like, I would be interested to see if they return to something like that. You and the listeners, <clears throat> if you never played any of the Force Unleashed games, pick one up and play also. If you have not played the campaign for Titanfall 2, it's a must play. It's not just your typical shooter. It's mixed with a little platforming here and there. The story is great. You may even shed a tear. I don't know like how you guys' emotions are. But yeah, it's it's really a good game. I mean, I personally like Titanfall 1 the best out of all of them. But yeah, definitely play that. I, so I do want to, I guess, ask you, because it's the one thing that we haven't talked about was the Star Wars strategy game. Sure. Just in your for your uh enjoyment factor what type of star wars strategy game would get you excited me personally something like uh what's that game called is it mutant zero um let me look at oh you're talking about uh the the one with the the like the 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 animal people yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, hold on, I gotta look it up because I really like that game too. Uh, Road yeah, to Mutant Eden. Year. Road to Eden. Yeah. Mutant, Z- Mutant Year Zero. That's or Mutant Year Zero. Road to Eden. That's what it is. Yes, that game. I have to go back to it, but I enjoyed it. It was something different, and it was enough to pull me into like a RTS type of games. It's, um, same thing with the Gears of War Tactics. I pretty much said I was Gears of War out, but playing that i'm like okay this is a different spin on it it's something i can relate to it's easier for me to digest it if that makes any sense um yeah yeah i i think if they did something like that it would bring a different audience into the fold and get them to not only get into star wars but to check out more of ea response catalog because like a I'll use this as an example. The Mandalorian. You could watch that and not see any other Star Wars movies or shows and have a decent understanding. I didn't see many Star Wars films and I watched it and I enjoyed it. It's, I think the way it shot, etc. was perfect. Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious to go back and see what happened with Han Solo, etc., etc. because you put something out that, hey, you don't have to have all this knowledge to enjoy it. Yeah. So I think if they, they go with that type of strategy, <clears throat> it'll be flying off the shelves. Yeah, I I mean, I'd be totally down for a mutant, mutant Year Zero uh, type of Star Wars title. <laughs> yeah, for me, I was going to say something similar, uh, but use a title that's uh, under EA's catalog that I really enjoy is XCOM. If they did something like XCOM but with the Star Wars universe, I would be totally hooked on it. I love XCOM's uh, style of combat and the strategy parts of it. And, of course, the tactical uh, grid base, so to speak, aspects of the XCOM fighting style. But doing something like that with with the skin of Star Wars around it or the lore of Star Wars around it I just feel like that would be such a great title not only for like my personal enjoyment but just as a uh, a selling point for a lot of people as you said it's not as difficult as like a command and conquer type strategy game or like a Starcraft strategy game where it is all in real time you gotta really think about gathering your resources and doing these you know things to build your bases and create your units and all those things which i enjoy those games but they do get they can get very convoluted if you're not a huge fan of those type of series um so i would be totally totally down for something like that uh speaking of starcraft obviously the developers behind that blizzard just recently got bought by xbox and microsoft i should say and they 
Uh, of course, a lot of people are wondering what are they working on next? Well, Blizzard has already started to make announcements of what they're working on next, and we're going to our next article here by The Verge. This is written by Ash Parrish, and it is Blizzard announces a new survival game while still reeling from multiple controversies. Uh, it goes as follows. A week after the news, Microsoft will acquire Activision Blizzard and amidst news of alleged union busting, labor strikes, unionization, and the continuing investigation of allegations of discrimination and abuse, Blizzard has announced it's working on a new IP. What a way to start an article. Uh, the new game is the first is the first new universe from yeah. Blizzard since Overwatch in 2016. It's also the studio's first survival game because it hasn't said it here, but they are working on a survival game. Uh, while it's fairly common to announce games early to recruit new talent, uh, of course, they reference here Respawn Entertainment announcing the new Star Wars games. Uh, Blizzard is facing particularly challenging times when it comes to hiring. Uh, talent acquisitions and retention have been difficult for the developer, causing game delays as employees leave the developer at the heart of Activision Blizzard's legal troubles for more competitive jobs. Of course, there are more things here talking about some of the other controversies and games that have been delayed under Blizzard. But I want to just turn it over to you, Sharif, and for you... I don't know how much of a Blizzard fan you are, but how do you feel about a new world or a new universe is going to finally be coming from Blizzard in this unannounced or untitled, I guess I should say, survival game? I'm looking forward to see what it is, uh, despite them being creeps. Um, yeah, I'm I'm down to see what it is and test it out and go from there. I just... Uh, are you a survival a bit- game person? Uh, yeah, it depends. Um, I play stuff like uh, State of Decay, uh, okay, um, and etc. I just every time I see Activision, I cringe a little bit. Like I really like <laughs> them in the past, but just with everything going on, it's like, do you support or do you not support? Yeah, yeah. That's the the moral thing that I'm dealing with. I know this is a gaming podcast, but still, we're humans. And we have some morals, but (laughs) definitely, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And one thing that you, uh, when you said new world, I thought about that game. I really wanted to play that, but I don't have anything to run it. It looks like it would be fun. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely will say, I know the whole moral aspect is the hard part, right? Um, we have a lot of people, uh, myself included, of course, we've had discussions on this a lot, saying they don't really know what exactly they want to do. Uh, and and I, I do say, or at least I keep going back to something that I did see develop Blizzard developers, uh, it's namely females in, uh, in this situation, say that while they... So, like they're happy that the gaming community of course supports them and wants to do better for them they have actually encouraged people to continue playing the games that they they helped build or stuff be- or you know i guess worked on because it just it it still helps them uh i guess feel like the work that they did was worth was worth it or being appreciated and stuff and so for me like that i i have that battle as you say like i don't want to buy these games for the reasons that uh are well known out there right but of course the the acquisition and hopefully with changes uh that those things will become easier to do but also at the same time trying to support the people who did work on those games because if you choose not to buy them then of course then you're just not i guess getting to support those creators as well so it's a it's a hard hard uh battle but taking that aside i'm i'm a huge blizzard fan i really loved uh my obviously i'm a huge diablo fan i've played so many, all of the diablos uh up to this point so like i of course diablo 4 at some point i will play i was a big starcraft guy i really liked starcraft i was a huge warcraft fan a world of warcraft fan i played overwatch a ton you know it's it's one of those things that i really like those so seeing that blizzard is going to bring out a new universe i'm really curious how it's going to be i'm not the biggest of survival game fans i do like survival games or at least 
um, aspects of the survival games, but I also enjoy story. So I like I want a story as part of the survival game. And sometimes I feel like the in at least the survival games that I've played is that the story sometimes can take a backseat to just the aspect of you know the gathering and and trying to survive, right? And so that's my only question. Of course, we don't know anything about this unannounced uh, or unnamed uh, title an IP that is coming from the uh, Blizzard, but at least based off of the screenshot that they used, or at least the artwork that they used to reveal this this tweet, I love the design of this character with like the skull head, and it looks like the arrows, you know, kind of in her backpack, and she's got this this like war axe in her hand. I really like this art style, and like looking at the 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 nature and the greenery in the background with with what you can see there, and there's that mirror that maybe it has a sense of like we're going to be traversing into different worlds in this type of type of survival game. It it screams, Jeremy, you're gonna like this. So like I hope that I do when we finally, of course, get to see what it is and what its title will be. But that likely is, of course, gonna be you know a few years away before we finally get to actually see what comes of this. Uh, but I guess for you, do you looking at that that artwork, that art piece that was there? Uh, does that resonate with you? It's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Activision has a great line of games that they've done. They've done two of my favorite games, which are uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Shadow Dimensions. But to stay on point, I think this game with Xbox hardware, we're going to get something amazing. Mm -hmm. Like just looking at the, the still shot that is in the article, it looks like it's going to be something along the lines of uh, like a, I want to say a, a uh, fable type of golden axe open world something of that nature because mm. when i see the character with the the axe and stuff like that and just the background aesthetics those are the two games that come to mind all right but, well we'll we'll see we'll see what that might be at some point whenever that is that we actually get some details on that game but of course uh it, it's definitely several years away before we finally get something on that uh but staying with activision or at least uh or i should say staying with blizzard or at least activision in this case uh we are going to head to ign for our next article this is written by matt kim and it is call of duty uh activision reportedly wants to release next three games on playstation despite xbox's acquisition although activision blizzard is soon to set to become an xbox company the future of call of duty isn't exclusive just yet according to a new report the next few annual call of duty releases are still set to be released on playstation bloomberg says that before xbox announced its 69 billion dollar acquisition of activision blizzard the call of duty company had already committed to making the next few call of duty games available across all platforms including playstation according to jason schreier this includes call of duty 2022 which will of course come out sometime uh right at usually around november of this year call of duty 2023 which will of course be around november of next year and then warzone 2 which is also planned for 2023 for those that don't know warzone is the battle royale uh call of duty title that is of course across playstation xbox and pc uh after these however the future of call of duty outside of xbox and windows platforms is less clear xbox boss phil spencer tweeted last week that in a call with sony executive he intends to quote honor all existing agreements between activision and sony and i did want to go just one step further because it doesn't add this last part but he also said quote and took uh, they voiced their desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So I, f I still feel that part is also important. Uh, the last thing I just want to say is when Xbox acquires ZeniMax Media, of course, the ones that everyone refers to as Bethesda, uh, they kept Xbox, kept their existing agreements to release Deathloop and Tango Gameworks' upcoming Ghostwire Tokyo as PlayStation 5 exclusives, but Bethesda Starfield will be an Xbox console exclusive. Uh, and also come out for PC when that time comes. So, Sharif, are you at all surprised that at least the next three Call of Duties, you know, including Warzone 2, are going to be on PlayStation? No, not at all, because um, that's where a lot of their money comes from, and they're greedy. So, no, I'm not surprised at all. 
I just want to see how they're going to try and do Call of Duty as just an Xbox exclusive if they think to do that after these next three titles because I don't think that would be in their best interest. Not one bit. I agree with you. I mean, the amount of money that Call of Duty continues to make even from, like, for on PlayStation platforms, I think I read it last week, but the the most profitable games or the most dollars sales for call or for the year of 2021 was number one Call of Duty Vanguard and number two Call of Duty Cold War. And keep in mind, as I I mentioned last week, Call of Duty Vanguard came out in November, so in a month and a half, essentially, they sold more titles or at least made more money than any other title. <laughs> of the year like that's insane um so i agree with you i feel like if they pull it from playstation without some sort of plan in place to recoup that money uh is just leaving money on the doorstep right i i've made mention last week i could see them making other activision titles playstation or xbox exclusive and things of that nature but i feel like call of duty is just that one that one title that is really a um i guess a really a a um dark horse it could do it could do anything xbox really has a lot of things at play in this but i will tell you the thing that was most surprising to me on this is warzone 2 planning to come out sometime in 2023 i just find that crazy because warzone itself is still immensely popular people absolutely love it it makes so much money still you know outside of just call of duty itself warzone makes a ton of money it's one of the most popular battle royales out there um so the fact that they are actually already planning to move on to it to warzone 2 is is crazy now i will say as part of it and i i'm gonna have you kind of chime in before we move to our next article i don't know if warzone 2 is going to be its own release so to speak or if it will be like fortnite chapter 2 where it's like it's released but it's actually like blended into warzone so like there isn't going to be two warzones existing at the same time it'll just like everyone that's playing warzone right now will blend into and transfer to warzone 2 without us you look as consumers really realizing that it is a new uh version of the game but that was the one that was most surprising to uh, to me how about you sharif really surprised and the reason why that is because the uh community found ways to break the game so they're going to go and do bigger and better it's kind of like um how do i want to say it all right uh you remember when the wii u came out it didn't even go up to like 1080p mm-hmm. so when the wii u came out it barely had any like graphical difference because they were making so much money with it it was flying off the shelves they like if it's not broke don't fix it mm-hmm So, with that being said, that's what I think. Also, I'm glad they're doing it because I don't want them to have the Grand Theft Auto Syndrome. And what I mean by that is Grand Theft Auto 5 has been out since 2013. And I'm not the biggest Grand Theft Auto fan, but that game has been everywhere and we still haven't seen (laughs) another one. It's like... Yeah, who knows when we'll see another one. <laughs> right. Like, we might be in limbo by the time they they release Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, that, Grand Theft Auto 5 continues to print money for Rockstar. Rock yes. So I just I feel like they're just like, yeah, just keep riding now. And, it, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, isn't the, the Grand Theft Auto online PS5 version supposed to be coming out sometime soon? So, like... We're still getting another version of it at some point. Because um, I remember that being part of the whole, it's going to be coming to PlayStation at some PlayStation 5 at some point. It was part of their whole PS5 events and that uh, it's going to come free, I think, to PS5 users at that time when it does release. But I don't recall that it's came out yet. So uh, those that are listening to the episode, you can always 
message in and let me know if I'm wrong on that. Uh, and we'll we'll update it for the next episode. Uh, Sharif, because of timing's sake, I got to cut some stories. So I'm going to leave it to you. Do you want um, do you want an online game, a new game from a long uh, beloved studio? Uh, I guess franchise, I should say. Or do you want to talk about card games? Go with the beloved franchise. Beloved franchise. All right. So we are going to IGN again for this article. It is written by Joe Scrubbles, and it is Crisis 4 is coming. Uh, Crisis 4 is on the way. Uh, its developer, uh, Crytek, put out a teaser trailer following a leak on Chinese social media. The game is still early in development and will be, quote, uh, a while yet. Announced under the simple headline of a Crytek announcement excuse me the teaser shows a number of images from an unstable sun to be a to a collapsing building before ending with a large number four and the tagline join the journey become the hero no official title release dates platforms or game details have been announced at this time then an update of course did come out with crytek ceo uh avni yurlil yurlil Yurli, excuse me, uh, has confirmed that the fourth crisis game is, quote, in the early stages of development, so it will be a while yet. Uh, we wanted to bring you the news at this time as we are so hyped for the future and to let you know that we will be listening to our community. As you might expect from the series, Yurli says that the team is aiming to release a truly next-gen shooter and will release more details when we can. Um, this, of course, is going to be the first Crisis in nine years since Crisis 3, if you don't count the uh, trilogy remasters that did be happen recently over time, and then, of course, released in a trilogy masters uh, altogether. So, Sharif, let me ask you this. I know you don't have a super powerful PC to begin with, but how does it feel to already need a even more powerful graphics card because you're going to try to play Crisis 4 and it will break your PC? First off, um, yes, I, I have an i5, so yes, laugh at me in the comments, y'all. Um, I support it, and I don't support it in a sense, because while this game is going to look amazing, there's not enough cards going around for everybody to get what they need. So it's like, you're going to take leaps and bounds and make it look amazing and run and this, that, and the third and we might not be able to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> you're not wrong. That's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like with the PSVR 2, if I'm saying yeah. it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go ahead and get that, but you're still having trouble finding a PlayStation. So it's like, I mean, it's going to look amazing, but am I going to be able to enjoy it? That's the biggest question. Mm. And currently... I think the answer is hell no. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I just find it, like, let me just say first, um, I think it's awesome the new Crisis is coming. I know how much people love Crisis itself, and then, of course, Crisis 3 in particular. I just know how much people love it. And then... You know, I made the joke earlier about, uh, you know, it breaking your PC. Uh, for those that don't know about Crisis, at least with Crisis 3 in particular, I will say, um, it is or was at the time like one of the most beautiful games uh, out there. It like really pushed the limits of gaming at the time and was really well uh polished and looked amazing but to run it in its ultra settings you needed a beefy computer and that's why a lot of people even still to this day when they do benchmark tests for graphics cards and cpus and things of that nature they use crisis 3 because it's still even now while yes uh, you know computers can run it uh really smooth uh, it still is a beefy game. It could be very, you know, hard to run uh, if the if the CPU and the GPU are not proper. So that's why that's why I made the joke because obviously, you know, they're saying that it's they want to release a truly next gen title. Uh, Crisis Four might actually be that, and again, it might break PCs like my PC right now that has a uh, Nvidia twenty eighty. I, I'm sure will struggle to run that. Um, my only 
cause for um I guess hesitation or my 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 alarm systems going off is the last game that Crytek has made outside of the remasters for Crisis is Hunt Showdown and I really enjoy Hunt Showdown. I think it's a great game. Uh but for those that haven't played Hunt Showdown, even now the game still has some performance issues. And personally speaking at least, I I I the game runs smooth for me. I have a good time, but there are still frame dips and things that are going all over the place that sometimes are like Man, it feels like this game is still like almost in early access. So I wonder what that means for Crisis 4 and where that goes. And of course, what that means for Hunt Showdown. Because Hunt Showdown is a great game. I really think a lot of more people should be playing that game. Uh, but I that's, that's my only like eh moment is I'm like, well, hopefully Crisis 4 is a little bit more polished than Hunt Showdown and performs a little bit better than Hunt Showdown. But of course, it's going to take a... A beefy computer to probably play Crisis Four when that time comes out. Are you gonna? Are you? Do you think you'll have an updated PC by then? Uh yeah, I'm planning to get one um in the next two or three months. Um, there you go. I've just been looking and seeing what's what, and looking at something that won't be too pricey, but something that I can have for a couple of years. Also, mm. uh, to touch on the, what you just said, I have yet to play Hunt Showdown. I want to though. It's it's a game it's it's a hell of a game, man. It is it is so to try to describe it real quick for people, it is basically a a bounty game. You go in, you you hunt these uh creatures on the map, um, or the the big bad, so to speak, on the map to get a reward from them and get out but at the same time there are other people other players that are doing that same thing and they're going to try to kill you so that they can get the the bounty and get out and so you really have to to play this this balanced game because if your hunter dies out there you lose that character and the equipment that they were carrying so it's a really big like push and pull on what do you do and how much risk do you take and things and of course like when you're you know you've been playing it a lot and stuff and if you have this mindset which is a great mindset in there that you don't really care about your equipment because you know at some point you can get it right back you know then you might be more risky but if you're really if you're like a person like me who like just inherently never wants to lose their equipment it, it makes every time you drop in just feel like oh sh like i gotta be on my game or else i'm gonna lose this character and i really like it i really like it for that reason so extraction say that again I said kind of like Rainbow Six Extraction. It is kind of like Rainbow Six Extraction, which, by the way, we have to play that at some point. But when we're going to play that, who knows? But if you guys want to play a new game, I have some things tell it coming out this week, and I'm going to tell you all about them right now. And it starts with today, Friday, January 28th. We have Return 2 Runaway for Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection for PS5 and PC. Pokemon Legends Arceus for Switch. On Tuesday, February 1st, we have Life is Strange Remastered collection for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one stadia and pc wednesday february 2nd we have the waylanders for pc thursday february 3rd we have sherlock holmes crimes and punishments for switch and friday february 4th we have chef tastic buffet blast for pc and dying lights 2 stay human for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one and pc sharif any of these interest you dying light 2 was pre-ordered uh thanks to my brother because um he wants to play this one all the way through. So I told him I will play with him. Uh provide he provide a copy. Um Pokemon definitely. Uh Life is Strange Remaster. I may play that, but um Yeah. I have to be prepared to uh be in that type of mood because as much as I love that game, uh it's some rough moments. For which one? Life is Strange Remaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're right. <laughs> you're you're right. Uh, for myself, definitely uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, that was an honorable mention on my top seven RPGs of 2022. And for those that are like, what? How was it not on your list? Uh, again, it was an honorable mention. So go check out what was on my list by going to pressstartnews.net or checking out the Press Start 
uh, YouTube page. Uh, and then the last thing, I don't have it pre-ordered. I plan to play it at some point because I did really enjoy the first one. But yeah, Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Of course, a lot of people are excited for that one. That one's been in the making for a long time, so it's crazy that it's finally actually coming out. Uh, we'll see how it ends up being uh, with its full release, but you know, again, don't have to wait much longer. You got one week left to go. Uh, our show is running long, so Sharif, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with? One, please rate our podcast um, on all digital streaming platforms. Two, wash your hands. Three, be nice. Four, play some games. And last but not least, if there's any feedback you guys have for me, feel free to leave it so I can be better the next time I'm on this podcast. And I would like to say thank you for having me. Oh, well, we are glad to have you here, Sharif. And yes, as he said, please go leave reviews, leave feedback, help us continue to make this podcast the best version of this podcast that it can be, because that's what we strive to do here. But as always, everyone, that is our show. So thank you so much for stopping by the One More Game podcast, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend or week, depending on when you're listening to this. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been Sharif. Don't do me dirty because all I want is love Hamilton and we really enjoy bringing this to you as always everyone stay hydrated stay healthy stay safe and keep on gaming we'll see you guys on the next episode